0: join us for a captivating journey into the heart of romantic relationships in our latest episode love and security how attachment theory influences romantic relationships discover the fascinating role attachment theory plays in shaping the way we love and create secure connections with our spouses or partners we'll uncover the various attachment styles that define our behaviors and explore how our past experiences continue to weave into the tapestry of our present relationships. Whether you're navigating the realms of romance or simply curious about the science of human connection, this episode will unveil the hidden dynamics that fuel our yearnings for love and closeness. Hello, I'm Kendra Nielsen. Welcome to Fulfillment Therapy, where you will improve your relationship with yourself, your loved ones, and with God. You'll find healing, wellness, crucial mindset shifts, and self-development help. I'm a licensed therapist, personal trainer, and coach. In this podcast, you'll learn the skills and confidence needed to transform your life from merely surviving to living a fulfilling, flourishing life. You can't reach your God-given potential and become who you were meant to become by remaining where you are. If you're ready, we'll create an ignited life you can't wait to wake up to. And yes, it's possible. It's your time to shine, my friend. Hey there, wonderful listeners. It's Kendra Nielsen, your host from Fulfillment Therapy, and I'm thrilled to have you join me today. We are jumping into the heart of relationships in this episode titled Love and Security How Attachment Theory Influences Romantic Relationships. We're going to unravel how attachment theory shapes the way we love and connect with our spouses or our partners. From unraveling attachment styles to exploring how our past colors our present relationships. We have a fascinating episode ahead, so if you're curious about love or connection and all that good stuff, you are in the right place, so let's jump right in. But first, I want to get back to reading reviews. I know I took a break from that during the chaos of summer with my kids being home, but this one was actually a recent one, and this is from Bean Snips. She said the following, Holy smokes, just what I needed. Bless your heart, Kendra. Kendra has the best soothing voice for a mental health genre podcast. If you're looking for a personable, caring, awesome podcast gal, you're in the right place. I have been in a total rut with all things spiritual lately. I totally get in my own head about how people in my ward gossip about me and my family. I have particularly felt like a failure as a mom, financial contributor, wife, daughter, friend, employee, etc., I have a background of doing my best to keep on the positive track, even when you get on and off the track hourly, and I try to help others and lift and encourage blah blah blah. I'm touched by your why. In 2020, I lost one of my childhood besties. She passed away from acute liver failure and I wasn't able to tell her goodbye and larger funerals were at that time were not allowed and I tell this because in my way of mourning her I would look through old pics and then scroll her social media accounts and I felt at that time that I was going to commit myself to not hold back my potential and to really start living up to my potential. Thank you for giving me a boost to kick it into gear. Thank you so much for your review with my whole heart. It's amazing how you can feel connections with people you don't even know, and I felt that today while reading this review. I think we can all relate to feeling like failures, and many of us probably can when it comes to having that grief or that loss in our lives, like she mentioned with her friend. And I'm so grateful this is giving you the boost you're looking for, and I hope it continues to do so. My thoughts and my prayers are often with you listeners as I try to be spirit-led and insightful about these podcast topics so that I can better help you in your current life challenges. So thank you again for this. It really boosted me as well. I'm always amazed by that. I talk about ripples a lot, I know. But just that little ripple of taking three minutes of your day, five minutes of your day to leave something like that, it makes an incredible difference difference. It really does. So thank you so much for brightening up my day today. All right, now let's get back to attachment theory. Maybe you're wondering why attachment theory is important for the general public. I promise it is, although you might not understand why yet. I know you're probably not counselors or therapists, and maybe you've been in a relationship for a long time, so perhaps romance isn't even much of a priority right now. Well, if you have heard of attachment theory, you probably understand because it really resonates with many of my clients. I had a client come in recently who was wanting help with his relationships and he said his relationships often fail because girlfriends say that he's too clingy or maybe he needs too much reassurance and he was confused why they kept failing. I explained a little bit about attachment theory to him recently and then I had him take a quiz to determine what his attachment style was and I'll get into that in just a minute. It was really interesting though because when I read him the results, the exact same verbiage was used like clingy, needing excessive reassurance, jealous, and things like that. And it really helped my client understand that his relationship problems began well before he started dating. Alright, so are you ready to get into it? Have I piqued your curiosity? Attachment theory explains how early relationships between young children and caregivers, which are usually parents, shape a person's emotional and social development, and this influences their capacity to both form and maintain relationships throughout their life. Not that you really need to know this part, but just for your information, Attachment Theory was developed by the psychologist John Bowlby. And he said that early experiences play a really fundamental role in shaping an individual's sense of security, self-worth, as well as that ability to trust others. So again, that security, that self-worth, and that ability to trust others. The quality of the attachment established during those formative years can really impact life. That includes your emotional regulation or your interpersonal skills and even coping mechanisms. Okay, sometimes I forget you don't all have the verbiage that I do in this industry, so maybe you don't know what formative years are. I'm going to talk a little bit about that so you're not wondering what's going on. (laughs) So these are the early childhood or infancy stages, and they're a critical period of development in those early stages of your life. And this ranges from probably birth, well, not probably. This ranges from birth to around the age of six or seven. And during these years, it's very foundational for like physical, cognitive, emotional, and even social development that occurs during this stage. And it really lays the groundwork for future growth and wellness. During these formative years, this is when children experience really rapid brain development and motor skills. And they develop language and communication abilities and really form their basic sense of self and identity. This is where they establish their understanding of the world and their relationships with their caregivers or their parents and emotional regulation. There's a lot that happens during this stage. So does that make sense why this is a very important stage of life? A lot of my clients like to say, oh, it didn't really affect them. They were younger. They, didn't, they don't really remember. And I remind them, eh, there's actually a lot that happens during this stage, whether you remember it or not. And it's important to recognize that this is a crucial stage of development. So is this beginning to make a little more sense? In the case of my client, he had a very insecure relationship to his dad. So this attachment was ruptured and he had a very secure one with his mom. So without that secure relationship with his mom, he likely would be having a lot more issues in his relationships than he currently is. So that really did help him become more resilient. And his insecure, challenging relationship with his father impacts his ability to form secure bonds romantically, even decades after the formative years. John Bowlby, Mary Ainsworth, and Sue Johnson are some of the big names in attachment theory, and those are some experts that I might quote today as well as a few others. Actually, Sue Johnson in particular, she wrote this book called Hold Me Tight, And I enjoy that book so much that I generally have my couple clients read the book together and then we break it down for several weeks. It just really helps them make big strides in their relationships in ways that we couldn't really get to quite as specifically in session. And a lot of them really enjoy that. I will actually put that link in the show notes if you're interested in healing and improving your romantic relationships. So go ahead and check that out. And I can't remember if I said it, but I'll also include a link for an attachment style quiz in the show notes, and that can give you like a general idea of what your attachment style is, and it will give you a little synopsis of that if you put in your email address and they'll send it to you. Now, I want to go back to some things that the experts say. Dr. Susan Johnson, again, the author, said the following about attachments. Attachment science teaches us that beneath our actions and words, we all have a basic human longing to be loved and understood. Recognizing and addressing this longing is transformative. I love that. It is transformative. We have this need to be loved and understood. And if we don't feel loved and understood, if we don't feel that secure attachment, our, our mental health and our holistic health suffers. I know I don't need to prove that to you. I'm sure you've seen that for yourself firsthand. Like maybe you get in a, a big argument with a loved one, especially a romantic relationship, and suddenly all areas of your life feel very bleak and it's really hard to feel joy in the other areas of your life. Sue Johnson also said this, Insecure connections from the past don't have to dictate our present and future relationships. We can rewrite our emotional scripts and develop the skills to create loving, secure bonds. I wanted to put that in there because sometimes I think we get in this rut of thinking like, oh, I really had a negative childhood and I didn't securely bond with my parents. So there's no hope for me. Well, that's just not true. The experts really do say that we can rewrite those scripts. We can still create those loving, secure bonds, and we're going to talk a little bit about how to do that in just a minute. Initially attachment styles were talked about in three ways. There's secure, anxious, and avoidant. I'll tell a little bit more about those, but I want to go into a little more detail. The first one is obviously secure. So secure people tend to trust easily and form strong and balanced relationships but anxious attachments might seek reassurance and worry about abandonment, just like my client that I mentioned. Now, the avoidant one craves independence and often shies away from too much closeness. In just that little bit, I'm sure you can identify which one you might be. I haven't taken the quiz for a while, but right here that looks like avoidant because I love my independence. I probably steer that way a little bit more although I really try to keep it as secure as I can. Which one might you be? Now there's often four that are talked about a little bit more. I won't go over secure again because that's one of them. But the other three are the following. Anxious preoccupied attachment. This is when people become overly dependent and seek constant reassurance in relationships and they really fear the abandonment. The avoidant dismissive attachment Is when people avoid emotional intimacy and find it difficult to express their feelings or needs to other people. And then fearful avoidance, or this can also be called disorganized attachment, this is when people desire close relationships but they also fear getting hurt. They really have a lot of that internal conflict when seeking intimacy and that results in really unpredictable behaviors at times. And like I mentioned earlier, go ahead and check out the link in the show notes, and you can take that quiz and determine what you are, and they will give you a summary of what that looks like in your relationships. Our attachment styles don't just materialize out of thin air. They're really rooted in our early experiences and can have a profound impact on on our romantic relationships. Dr. Dan Siegel, I really love him. He's a leading expert in interpersonal neurobiology, and this is what he says, Our past experiences become templates for our future relationships, but awareness can free us from repeating old patterns. Oh, he's such a smart guy. I just love him. (laughs) I don't know him, but I love him. (laughs) I'm going to read that last sentence. Awareness can free us from repeating old patterns. I am sure you know this already, but I'm obsessed with patterns and relationships and... I love being aware. I guess not just relationships. In anything when it comes to mental health and well-being, I really want to be more aware. So if you can recognize those old patterns, you can improve them. What does all this mean for our love life? (laughs) Attachment theory encourages us to cultivate that self-awareness and really communicate our needs. We need that secure base within ourselves and our relationships. Dr. Sue Johnson said this, too. She said, In love, we need a secure bond that lets us know we matter. We're valued, and we're not alone. I talked about that, was it last episode or the episode before? How important that message is that we're not alone. But in addition, she talked about that we matter, that we're valued, not just tolerated, Not just in a room with somebody, but we really do matter. We really are valuable to our loved one. And we know how much this affects our confidence and our self-esteem when we feel valued by others. A little side note, my throat is kind of sore, so I apologize if it sounds a little bit crazy today. I feel a little bit scratchy. (laughs) So I want to ask you this. Do you feel secure in your relationships, especially romantically? Do you feel valued and that you are not alone? I think most of us would probably r- respond with a sometimes or it depends. <laughs> it really is difficult to feel secure all the time. We're aiming for the majority of the time here and not like constantly because that's not very realistic. I like this quote by Dr. Edward Tronick. He said, the power of healing lies in rupture and repair. Learning to repair the inevitable disconnections in relationships builds resilience and deepens emotional bonds. Now that I think about it, that would be a really good episode to do. I work on this a lot with my clients and truly even with my husband. Rupture and repair, that is a big <laughs> a big topic and is so important towards improving our relationships. Why is it important? Just like he said, it allows those relationships to repair, and it builds that resilience and that deeper emotional connection. He's reminding us here that even though we may have had little control over how securely we were attached in our formative years or our early childhood, we do have control over how we repair relationship ruptures now. And as a side note, I just want to mention, even if you're single, these things are important to know whether you're planning on eventually having a relationship or even in your other relationships, this is all about connection, whether it's romantic or not. Even though this does have a little bit more of a romantic focus today, it doesn't have to be applied just to romance. Dr. Marian Solomon said this, Attachment healing isn't about erasing past wounds. It's about integrating them into our story with compassion. This integration fuels our ability to foster secure connections. I love how she says that it's not about erasing our past wounds, but compassionately integrating them into our story. That does not mean denying them or letting them fill us with bitterness. It doesn't mean blaming. It means nurturing compassion, not only for ourselves, but over time, even for our caregivers they, that may not have done it that well. Maybe they didn't know what they didn't know. And we can eventually develop that compassion as we do our own healing. I just want to give one last quote that helps us take a little more ownership. Dr. Diane Poole-Heller said, Healing attachment trauma means befriending our own nervous system. Self-regulation and understanding our triggers empower us to co-create. I love that word, co-create secure relationships. We really can start to improve our current connections by learning and understanding our triggers. I'm going to give you an example here. A client of mine is triggered by, of all things, sports. So her dad seriously neglected her by picking sports over her time and again growing up. So when her husband wants to go out and play sports with his friends or maybe watched it on TV, she feels very neglected. She feels unimportant and she feels unloved. Essentially, she just feels insecure. What are your triggers? When my client gets triggered, her breathing gets more shallow and she starts to shut down to mute that pain and she's dissociating. And in those moments, she's really reliving her past rather than staying in the moment. Now she's learning to self-regulate as that awareness has come and she's begun to slow her breathing down and other things that we do in session really help her do those things. And she recognizes her triggers now. There's that, again, that greater awareness. And she is better communicating her needs softly to her spouse. So not in that triggered way that's often very aggressive or escalated that seems to come out of nowhere if you don't understand why they're triggered, but a soft approach to share how they're feeling. I'm curious if you have started this journey yourself. Have you considered that your past insecure bonds may be affecting your current relationships? And if you have, have you started to identify your triggers and learn more about self-regulation or effective communication and developing more secure attachments? So this episode is a great start, but make sure to learn more about it if this is resonating a lot with you. And please, remember that attachment theory is not a crystal ball. Sometimes with quizzes or personality profiling or things like that, we can think it's the answer and we can put all of our confidence in it, but really like I said, it's more of a guiding light. It helps us better understand love and gives us a chance to embrace that vulnerability and foster connection and rewrite our relationship narratives. So lovely listeners, until next time, keep seeking to strengthen those meaningful connections and keep nurturing greater compassion in the process. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Fulfillment Therapy. If you found this discussion to be helpful, don't forget to subscribe or rate or share with fellow curious minds and those looking to improve their relationships and themselves. Stay tuned for more conversations that help us maximize personal growth. Remember, you are not alone and we're all seeking healing so that we can spread more positive ripples in our own lives and in this world. Until next time, take care and keep exploring the pathways to greater fulfillment in your relationships. As a reminder... Go on to FulfillmentTherapy.org to sign up for the Costa Rican Women's and Men's Wellness Retreat that takes place June 16th through the 22nd of 2024. Grab a spot now because spots are limited. There are amazing excursions included as well as psychoeducation, wellness resources, restoration, relaxation, and a beautiful connecting tribe that will help support you in your desire to ignite your life. And join us on Facebook and Instagram, either one, for our free 45 day wellness challenge. So this goes through October 19th. You can go there today, you don't have to start at the very beginning, but that is going to help you have greater accountability and set your big three goals that will really ignite your health, and help you find greater fulfillment in your life with a supportive tribe there to help you along the way. Shine boldly and brightly, and I'll see you back here soon. Take care. If this podcast has helped you gain the insights and skills needed to propel you towards transformation and joy... The number one way to help me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. Like you, I'm striving to become my higher self by helping others thrive. And I do that most effectively if you use your influence and give a review. Share this episode with a friend or share it on social media and let others know how it has helped you. I would be so very grateful and excited that we're creating positive ripples in so many lives. If you want to connect, you can find me on Fulfillment Therapy on Facebook and Instagram, or go to fulfillmenttherapy.org. Thanks for listening and shine boldly and brightly, my friend.